are Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. We're proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to get to on this Tuesday edition of the show. You're here from senior safety Austin Lee. Had a chance to catch up with him to talk about his senior season facing Utah, the program he transferred from from one more time to kick off his senior season, and just some overall thoughts on the safety group as a whole. So you'll hear from him on today's edition of the podcast. Need to talk about another Tui Pelotu brother who is committed to join the BYU football program. Another family legacy that is going to help the BYU football program, it looks like, for the foreseeable future as PD Tui Pelotu joins his two older brothers in following their father's footsteps as a member of the BYU football program. We also need to talk about some of the other news in BYU sports with women's volleyball being tabbed as the top team in the West Coast Conference this coming season. So a lot to get to on a Tuesday edition of the show in addition to our church and state rivalry player countdown series as well. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped and the Locked On NFL Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll tell you about both of those uh, throughout today's show as well. And with that, let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars Podcast for August 13th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Katz, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for downloading the show on a Tuesday. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Please follow along, give us a good rating and review. Those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are worth their weight in podcast gold. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about a new commitment to the BYU football program. That is a player by the name of Petey Tui Pelotu. And if you're having a hard time keeping up with how many Tui Pelotu brothers are in the BYU football program, currently, I completely understand that. Petey is the third son of former BYU great Peter Tui Pelotu. Uh, He'll be joining his brothers Hank, who just re-injured his knee during fall camp and is likely to be out for the upcoming season, it sounds like, or at least a significant portion of that, as well as Ben, a a wide receiver prospect who signed with BYU and is currently on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, Petey Tui Pelotu is the latest prospect to come out of Nation Ford High School in the Carolinas to join the BYU football program via a verbal commitment. He'll be signing with the program as part of the 2020 recruiting class. And Petey's a little bit different than his two brothers. Hank is a six foot four, 240 pound um, athlete at tight end. Ben is more of your traditional wide receiver prospect, while Petey, it appears, will be lining up on the defensive side of the ball. If you see his film, you see what he does in high school, it seems like he projects better as a defensive player. He's not as big as his brothers. He's probably six foot one, six foot, I think was their list him at, and probably about closer to 200 pounds. So not the biggest athlete, but he's a guy who's a ball hawk at safety for his high school and it appears you could have Tui Pelotu brothers coming into next year uh, one in terms of Hank Tui Pelotu being a uh potentially a freshman once again if he gets a hardship waiver from the NCAA, but at worst, he'll be a sophomore. Ben Tuipelotu is expected to be back off a mission, would be a freshman, and if Petey decides to defer going on a mission for a year, he could be a freshman. So based on red shirts, hardships, and everything, you actually could see the Tuipelotu brothers if everything were to work out, and I saw uh, Jeff Hansen tweet this out on on Twitter yesterday. You could see three Tuipelotu brothers all at three different ages, 22, 23, for Ben, not two, uh, 22, 23 for Hank, 21, 20 for Ben, and then 18, 19 for Petey Tuipelotu, but all three of them, according to the NCAA Clearinghouse potentially, all being freshmen 
during the 2020 campaign for BYU. That would be kind of a funny story to cover and talk about, but we'll see if that shakes out. I don't expect uh, Hank, unfortunately, to get that year back. Maybe he does if it knocks out another full season for him because he redshirted a year ago after suffering an ACL tear and re-injuring that same ACL in the same need this fall camp would make for an interesting case when it comes to the NCAA in his regard. But PD Tui Pelotu appears to be more of the traditional safety prospect, maybe could grow into being a linebacker for BYU. But you watch his film, and he's a guy who likes to go after the ball, likes to hit hard. He's much like his brothers in terms of bringing the physical nature. Of course, their father, Peter Tui Pelotu, was a standout running back for BYU and really liked to bring the boom when he was running downhill for BYU in the 1990s, maybe in the late 80s. I don't remember when Peter played. Apologies for that. I probably should be on top of that. But all the same, it appears that the Tui Pelotu family name is going to be joining family names like the Peelys. Uh, Keenan and Trajan are currently in the program. Logan Peely committed to join BYU as, the tw- as part of the 2020 class, as well as the Kafusi clan as some of the family legacy, Polynesian family legacy names that appear to be stocking the BYU uh, cupboards in terms of talent for the foreseeable future. So congratulations to PD Tui Pelotu. We'll see if we can get him on the podcast to talk about his commitment to BYU, but an exciting uh, development for for BYU fans to see another member of the Tui Pelotu clan joining the BYU football program. Uh, a couple of notes before we go today is we need to get to our church and state player countdown series, the church and state rivalry as we have termed it. The Holy War game is just 16 days away from today, August 29th. We're almost, we're almost under two weeks it is coming quick, y'all. We've been doing this since about day 100. It's a blast to do this each and every day. And today we're talking about uh, cornerback D'Angelo Mandela, sophomore from San Diego, California, and Del Norte High School, as well as sophomore quarterback Baylor Romney. Actually, no, redshirt freshman quarterback Baylor Romney, uh, redshirt freshman of El Paso, Texas, served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Carlsbad, California. So, two guys that I think are great athletes. One of them is going to start. I think there's no doubt about that, barring an injury, and that's D'Angelo Mandel. I feel like him and Diane Gonwoluku at this point in time, so we're 16 days out from BYU and Utah kicking off the season, I think it's going to be D'Angelo Mandel on one side of the defense at cornerback with Diane Gonwoluku on the other side, and I think that's a great combo. Mandel has got the ideal measurables for a cornerback in this day and age of football. Six foot one, 185 pounds. Really was a good player a year ago in spot duty, rotated a lot a year ago, but it based on reports during spring ball and coming on into fall camp here, it appears that he has really stepped forward and has really made one of those cornerback spots his own. Guys like George Udo have stepped up, it sounds like, according to reports. Uh, Ben Criddle's really been on top of that over at Cougar Sports 960 reporting that, but... I think D'Angelo Mandel is set to have a bigger season than he had a year ago. He's got a career total of nine total tackles, six of them solo, three assisted tackles, a three-time All-CIF selection out of Del Norte High School there in San Diego. I really feel like D'Angelo Mandel is going to step into a starring role this year, so keep an eye on him, number 16 on the defensive side of the ball. Meanwhile, Baylor Romney, a redshirt freshman quarterback from El Paso, Texas, and Franklin High School. Of course, the older brother of BYU wide receiver Gunnar Romney, who we profiled just a couple of days ago. Baylor is a fantastic athlete, plain and simple. At six foot two, 193 pounds. He is currently slotted at at, at 
quarterback for BYU, but he could play a bevy of other positions for BYU if need be. You actually could see him, in my mind, playing wide receiver alongside his brother and being just as successful. I know the coaching staff really likes what he's been able to do as a quarterback. He brings a lot of athleticism to the room, but the unfortunate part of the matter is he's got two other athletic quarterbacks sitting in front of him who are probably more polished as passers. Speaking of the starter in Zach Wilson, I Okay, probably not officially the starter quite yet, but Zach Wilson, the projected starter, and Jaron Hall, the projected backup to Wilson at quarterback. Baylor Romney's kind of mired in that third uh, spot, and I wonder how long the BYU coaches will go before approaching Baylor and saying, hey, we feel like you can help us elsewhere and maybe move him to a new position. But I can tell you this much, Baylor Romney could play a myriad of positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, could play on the defensive side of the ball at safety in my mind. If they bolt him up, I think he'd be a capable linebacker or safety cornerback he's just a true athlete and he's a benefit to BYU as a member of the BYU football program and of course the uh, Romney family we talked about the Tui Pelotu family earlier on well the Romney family has given BYU Baylor Romney I've also given them Gunnar Romney, who's expected to step into a starring role this year, and Tate Romney, who's expected to join BYU whenever he decides to commit to BYU, will be a linebacker. So there's another family legacy that has stocked BYU's talent cupboards. And I'm hopeful that the Romney uh, brothers can really have a good season this year, but I do wonder how long before Baylor Romney either gives up playing quarterback or the coaching staff approaches him about making a move to a new position. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on the commitment of PD Tui Pelotu, as well as our church and state rivalry player countdown series right here on Locked On Cougars. We'll come back, talk with Austin Lee, BYU senior safety, a guy who once upon a time played for the University of Utah, transferred to BYU. He'll be facing off against his former program in the first game of the season just 16 days away from today. Excited to get his thoughts. You'll hear from him next. Support for today's show comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank. Men's Journal named their their lawnmower 2.0 is one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That is LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. A-M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D Get 20% off, guys, and get the tools for your family jewels at manscaped.com using the promo code Locked On. on Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. A reminder for you guys when you're out and about driving in your car, make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news. And also I wanted to tell you guys, in the last two weeks since fall camp started for BYU, Locked On Cougars has been the top audience in terms of just number of listeners across all of the college football podcasts right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So I wanted to issue a special thank you from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you who have checked out the show, have supported it. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary on August 23rd, if I'm not mistaken, and we have never seen download numbers skyrocket like they have over the last two weeks. So it's a big credit to you guys, and thank you for your support 
support of the podcast. It truly means a lot to me that people find this a quality product and you've been supporting it as much as you have. So thanks again for supporting the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, catching up with Austin Lee now, senior safety for BYU, a guy that I expect to go to the pro ranks when his BYU career is over after this upcoming season. Uh, Hopeful that he has a healthy year, can go out and prove what he can do. He's also married with two young children. I don't know how he balances school, marriage, kids, and football, but somehow he does it. Had a chance to catch up with him and talk a lot of football, talk about the safeties group, talk about facing off against Utah to kick things off here. So let's get to it. Austin Lee right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. You're a senior this year. You're a guy who transferred from Utah. Does this opening game against Utah hold any more significance for you than other rivalry games you've played in? Uh, to be honest, I think it does a little bit, uh, just because of, you know where I came from and and uh, growing up there. And there's there's not as many players that that I remember up there as uh, because just because of age difference, right? And and uh, them moving on uh, and me redshirting to yep. get here, but. They, it, it, it's a very high emotional game and, and losing last year wasn't something that I wanted to do and very frustrating, I have bad taste in the mouth and, and so I'll be ready for game one, I'm excited and uh, there's, there's no doubt about it that we'll be ready with Utah being early in the schedule, and you also have these other Power 5 teams early on in the schedule. Do you like how these schedules set up, or would you like to have, let's just let's say, theoretically, a FCS or a, another team in front of those games, if that makes sense? A yeah. warm-up, I guess. No, I love it. Okay. I love it. Uh, it. You know, bring on the competition. We, we love it. We, we, we want to see where we fit, mm-hmm. right? If we want to be uh, in the national attention type team, and yeah. top 25 type team, and and try to reach all the goals that we have for ourselves. We're going to need to play some big-time teams, and we're going to need to step up to it. And uh, that's the mentality that our team has is that they're fearless type of guys, and we know that these teams are great. But we we know that we have to be we know that we're great as well, and we know that we're going to have to be locked in all four quarters to play these type of games. And so it's going to be exciting. What's it like facing? I mean, you just face your offense every day. What's it like facing a guy like Zach in this offense? Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> Zach's a genius. Uh, I mean, everyone, I mean, there's no doubt about how talented he is with his feet, with his arm. And, uh, but I think his high football IQ is, is something that, that makes him so great. And competing with him, it's so fun. It's, you know, he, he's a great player. You have Bushman, uh, NFL-type tight end. Uh, you have a level he felt. We have some, and then the, the, the running backs, I mean, I could go on and on. The O-line, like, <laughs> these guys are just... They fly around and they have fun, and it's it's fun to to compete, and it goes both ways. We make plays, they make plays, and we just got to make sure that we're the ones making more plays than them, right? So it's been fun. In the off season, did you gain weight? What'd you do in terms of just getting your body ready for the season? Uh, so I did have surgery uh, after the season, okay. and that kind of put on. I don't know. It, I, I feel like I've always been around the same weight, okay. but after that, I was just trying to to shed the fat, yeah. and uh, I've actually lost a little bit more weight than I, I ended the season with. Okay. I'm about 195 right now, and right. and I've I've cut down a lot of, of fat, and so I'm, I'm I'm a lean 195. So I feel like I'm the same type of muscle muscle weight, I okay. guess you would say. And so so I feel I feel fast, and I feel confident in, in what I'm doing out there. This is a pretty deep safeties group. Sawyer Powell, Malik Moore, Austin Kefenses. Go on, like you said, you can go on and on mm-hmm. about these guys. What's it like working with those guys day in and day out? Oh, it's fun. Uh, it's fun because we, we compete and we drive each other to be the best that we can be. And and it, and I love to do individual work. And we we've worked on 
a lot of hand strikes and tackling drills and and just getting the ball out and so it everything that we've done has been competing with each other and uh when we make plays on the field it's it, we get excited for each other and it, it's just a big bond back there and and it's fun to see some of those guys show out when when it's their turn to play out there are you settled in at one position or are you still going back and forth at all i'm pretty settled in at free safety right now and Free safety, a lot of people think of it as a, as a quarterback of the defense. You kind of see yourself in that in that role, I guess. In certain defenses, I do, just because I'm the one back there and I can see everything. And, and just um, being able to really hone in on, on the film work and, and seeing what offices are trying to do, I like to think of it as one. Mm-hmm. Just trying to, you know, just make sure everyone's doing their job. And if I see a, something, i got to be the eracer back there. And that's what Coach Hadley always says. you you got to erase some some people's mistakes and that's just how it is and so i i got to make sure that everyone's doing what they're doing okay you got matt bushman standing behind you here you said you're 195 yeah. what's like trying to cover a guy like that 6'5 240 yeah the dude the dude is he's unreal he's, he's a beast and he's he's uh he's really put on some good weight mm-hmm. too and uh the thing is is he moves well too so you yeah. got to respect how physical he is yeah. when he comes off the ball, but he also got to respect his moves because there's sometimes where he's not going to push off of you, and there's sometimes where he's going to push off of you, and you, you got to be on your toes. And so, it, it's fun to compete with a guy like that because it's only going to make me better. This cornerback group, it's got a mixture of talent. You got guys like Chris Wilcox. We're not sure on his status. We got a bunch of young guys here. Mm-hmm. What's it like working with those guys, relaying calls to him and the like? Uh, it, it, it's fun. Uh, the corners, yeah, they, they, a lot of them do have some experience. Yeah. And so it, it's been easier to see the step that they've taken from last year to this year because there's times where, yeah, I was, I was yelling at them, was clapping to get them my attention so that they knew that their, their call, right? But this time I'm looking at them and they're ready to go. They, they're so comfortable with it and it allows them to play so much faster and, and to use the technique that, and stuff that they've been recruited to do. This being your senior year, do you have any goals for yourself individually going through this season? Yeah, I, I have I have some goals individually. Uh, you know, I, I want to be a great safety, and uh, but the first things first is the team, and I got to have the team to be great, and we we, we got to be great this year, and we have some high goals, and and that's that's what's got to be first. You're a Utah boy. Did you grow up? BYU Utah family. I think somebody told me is your wife a BYU family, and you're from a Utah family. Is that if I'm mistaken? Yeah. So my my grandpa and my dad okay. they, they played ball at Utah, okay. and my they they live in Utah County. My wife's family. So yeah. <laughs> What's that kind of that whole dynamic of just having like one side of the family is red, the other side's blue? Well, it's been so easy now. Like okay. my my family can despise like they they're, they they I don't want to put the wrong words out there, but they they just support me so well. Okay. I mean they they. My grandpa, I mean, he's passed away now, but he still loved Utah, but but they support me 100%. And so it's fun to see all the blue come out when, you know, I'm playing them. And and uh, the same thing with uh, my, my in-laws. They they were, when I first started at Utah, they were very supportive of Utah. They they didn't really care about BYU at the time. It, and it's just it's just made things so easy because they just love me so much, and, and it's been easy. Okay, I said you're a Utah boy. So what, in your mind, is an underrated gem about this state that people may not know about? About this state? Just, yeah, the state of Utah. Something the about state. Utah that you like that you, maybe people don't know about it. You know what? I, I, um, it, it's, it's funny from going to, when I was at Utah taking official visits, right? A lot of people were amazed by the mountains and they okay. were amazed by the snow, right? 
And uh, I served a mission in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's the first thing I noticed when I flew back in here is just how beautiful the mountains were, and it's beautiful outdoors, and I, I, I just I love it out here. It's fun. Awesome. Thanks so much, Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. Austin Lee, BYU senior safety, and the mountains are his favorite part of Utah, and I completely understand that. When you go away for a while, and I've only been away from, from Utah for a long period, just twice in my life. I went to Texas for a time, as well as serving a mission in Taiwan, and Taiwan had plenty of mountains, but Texas is flat as a board and the mountains when you do come back to Utah are fascinating and we're kind of lucky to live where we do here along the Wasatch Front if you're listening here along the Wasatch Front and any of you that have been to Utah understand that so thanks again to Austin Lee he says it does take more importance for him against Utah this coming year because he's a senior and I I like that BYU players are acknowledging hey this game means a lot more than it has the coaching staff has done the same thing Jeff Grimes speaking last week said something similar it's like it is a rivalry game and this one means more than others so I like the fact that BYU is embracing it. I'm just hopeful that they don't let it consume them so much that they get themselves overhyped and come out flat just over two weeks away from today on a Thursday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Crazy to think the football's this close, but excited for it. Should be a lot of fun. All right, we'll step aside here, come back with our final segment of today's podcast, catch you up on some of the news going on in other BYU sports, including women's volleyball. Before we do that, reminder for you guys that the Locked On NFL podcast is on fire. It's been one of the most listened to NFL shows over the last couple of weeks with the expert analysis of former NFL scat Matt Williamson, and it's hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique takes on the game follow locked on nfl now on your favorite podcast provider As we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to run down some news coming out from the West Coast Conference for BYU Women's Volleyball, of course, making the run of the Final Four a year ago. They are an elite, elite volleyball program under Heather Olmstead. They're the winners of the last five West Coast Conference titles. Well, they earned every first place vote allowed. Coaches could not vote for their own teams, finishing with 81 points. San Diego, one of their chief rivals in the WCC, was picked second with 71 points, and Pepperdine in third with 66 points. Uh, so congratulations to Heather Olmsted and her program on being tabbed as the number one team in the West Coast Conference for the sixth straight year. Exciting times if you're a BYU volleyball fan. But in addition to that, uh, four BYU players, senior libero Mary Lake, senior outside hitter McKenna Miller, junior middle blocker Kennedy Eschenberg, and sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting were each voted as preseason All-WCC honorees. All four of them are returning All-Americans. They've all, a bunch of them, including Coach Olmsted, have been playing with Team USA this summer in various tournaments around the globe. They start the 2019 regular season on Friday, August 30th with a match against Boise State at noon at Mountain Time, followed with a match against UVU later in that day at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So season coming up for women's volleyball, women's soccer is underway as well. They have their first exhibition this Saturday. The fall sports are on the way, folks. So if you've been kind of jonesing to see BYU sports teams in action, the Smithfield House is about to get rocking as well as Southfield. So get excited, guys. It's coming really quick. And congratulations once again to Heather Knighting, uh, Mary Lake, McKenna Miller, 
Kennedy Eschenberg, as well as well as Heather Olmstead on the preseason honors from the West Coast Conference. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. I want to thank you guys again for your continued support of the show. We'll be out at BYU practice later today. Media availability. If there are players or coaches you'd like to hear from, hit us up on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, or you can drop us an email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys, and thank you again for your continued support of the podcast. Until tomorrow, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 13th, 2019.